Hi, this is Trevor Steins from the CW's Riverdale and the upcoming Middleton Christmas, and you're listening to The Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to another episode of The Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal! You're my boy, boo! Yo, Adrian! I A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah! TV. Nice! Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the man cave, your host, Elias. Trevor, welcome to the cave. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. How are you, man? What's new with you? Not a whole lot. Just uh, kind of relaxing at home with, uh, you know, I'm in LA, so we're still on a bit of a lockdown. Like things have opened up here, but, uh, you know, doing our best to to stay inside and stay safe. Yeah. How uh, how, how did you deal with that whole quarantine? Honestly, it was, um, I think it was easier on me than, um, than I expected it to be because I feel like I am pretty used to just kind of being a, a bit of an isolationist, I guess. I, I stay home a lot. You know, I'm, I, I don't often like go out um, and like go to large gatherings with people. So um, it was kind of par for the course for me to just stay home. I am, I do like miss getting to see my friends as often as I would have normally, but overall uh, it hasn't been too hard. Well, hopefully we'll get through this soon. Yeah. Yeah. Hope, I, I think hopefully we're coming out on the other end of it. So yeah, man, you've been busy, man. The listeners know you from uh, CW's Riverdale as Jason Blossom, and now you have a movie coming out, Middleton Christmas, so we'll talk about that, but let's get to know a little bit more about you. Uh, where are you originally from? Uh, I'm originally from Washington State. I grew up in a town called Tumwater. Um, not too big of a town, but I moved to Los Angeles to pursue acting uh, as a career in late 2014, almost 2015, so it's been almost six years now. Oh, wow. How old were you when you kind of had an idea you wanted to get into the business? Um, I was I was like freshly eighteen when I first started thinking about it. I uh, I ended up meeting um, you know some agents and some managers who expressed interest in working with me, and that was the kind of the first time it really struck me that I could uh, do this as a career and you know make a living. So I decided that I had, I owed it to myself to, to try it, you know, and here we are, you know, some years down the line and it's, it's going pretty well. Yeah. What was uh did you have like a backup plan? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not really much of a plan B kind of guy. I, yeah. I feel like I just kind of told myself that I was going to do whatever it takes to, um, to make it work. And um, I just didn't really have a, a backup, you know, I, I just thought like, I'm going to do it and nothing is going to, nothing's going to prevent me from, from doing the thing that I want to do. Was there uh, any specific movies or TV shows that you loved watching that pushed you into this more? You know, um, I don't know. I, I love film. I've always really, really loved um, movies and film. And there are like, a ton like any i don't know like i loved watching movies growing up and they were always and still to this day like remain a huge inspiration for me um just kind of the whole aspect of tv and film production i I find fascinating um and that's that's what i really wanted to pursue like i would watch movies and, and tv shows and i all i could think about was how much i wanted to 
participate in like making them. So like wouldn't when you decide, okay, I'm gonna get into acting, I'm gonna get my agents, I'm gonna move to LA. What was your parents' reaction? When you told, when you <laughs> they, told them this? Yeah, they they were scared, you know. I um I'd never been to Los Angeles, I didn't know anybody there. Um and obviously like pursuing a a career that is not exactly stable you know there's no stable income there's no guarantee um it's a it's a frightening prospect for for your child you know um but thankfully i I was really lucky to have parents who believed in me uh my my father is a pragmatist he was like you know you should have a plan b and i was just like okay dad um (laughs) i moved anyway um but that was just again because he you know wanted me to take care of myself and um but i I think my parents knew that i would be okay you know they they just being the kind of person i was growing up i I think they had a confidence in me and and knew that i would be able to take care of myself so yeah they were they were scared but ultimately they were pretty supportive which is lucky you know a lot of people when they pursue um a non-traditional career like that they they don't have that same kind of support so so when you first moved to LA, what did you do? What was like the first things you did? Oh man, I the first thing I did was I got a job working at um, like a, a Nordstrom. <laughs> like I I got a job folding clothes in a retail store. Um, I got into an acting class, so you know I started trying to learn as much as I could about the actual like craft of acting because I grew up doing plays and musicals in school like you know acting was always something that I loved performing was something that I loved um but I wanted to learn like the nitty-gritty you know the the detailed like nuances and the the techniques and the training that goes into um really honing that craft so that, that was the first thing I did was I got a job to try and support myself along the way I uh and I started taking class what was one of your first gigs that you got while you were out there? Oh man. Um, one of my first gigs, like, so I started, I would say like, I cut my teeth on doing like student films. Um, uh, I started kind of just submitting myself for, for any project that would take me. I would ended up doing like, you know, three auditions a day, 12 auditions a week, things, things like that, you know, like really just grinding, um, trying to get as much experience as I could. Um, in front of a camera and and working with different kinds of people. Um, one of the first big, not uh, one of the first like real like gig gigs that I got was a a film. It was like a it was one of those like B horror movies. You know, yeah. I feel like a lot of actors start out doing B horror movies, and you know, I'm I'm right there with them. Um, it was a fun project. You know, I learned a lot. Uh, I got to work with some people that I'm still friends with today. So. Um, yeah, it was just like a collection of learning experiences. And honestly, like every project that I work on is is still a learning experience. I, I've not gotten to a place where I just feel like I know everything about the industry and know everything about acting. When you first, uh, when you uh, when you started doing this in LA, was there a certain, did you give yourself a certain time? Like if you don't get projects by a certain years, then you're going to go to a plan B? Or, were you, or did you always say, okay, you know what, I'm just going to s- stick to this. Yeah, no, I, I remember thinking once when I, like, pretty soon after I moved, I remember thinking, like, I'll live out of my car if I have to. Um, I, I always just saw it, like, 
you know, I made a choice to pursue this as a career and I'm going to stick to that choice. Like there's, for me, like when I make a choice, there's no going back on it. You just, you have to dedicate yourself to that decision. Um, and that's just kind of how I felt about pursuing this as a career. You know, I, like I said, I'll live out of my car if I have to, I'll do anything. There's nothing wrong with that. If you want, if you want to make it, you got to grind, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I kind of have started to see the different types of people who approach um, careers in the arts. Um, some people like do it as a side thing. Like they have their main career or um, their, you know, their, their regular job and then acting or, you know, any kind of artistic pursuit uh, or they pursue, you know, anything creative. They, it's mm -hmm. more of like, they do it for fun. Um, I've seen people who like really want to do it as a career, but end up um, not really being able to handle the, the stresses of it. And so they end up leaving. Um, yeah. I mean, I've seen a lot of people come and go in, in the industry and um, I feel like there is a certain mindset of, of dedication that you have to have and, and perseverance. Cause it can, I mean, it can be really hard. You know, I don't fault anybody who, you know, wants to pursue a career in the, in the arts and then, um, ends up pursuing something else because it's it's freaking hard man like it's it's not for it. the faint of heart so mm -hmm. um yeah you have to have a certain level of self-belief and a certain level of um stubbornness honestly you yeah. have to just be really stubborn <laughs> so now you got a new film middleton christmas uh for the listeners uh tell us what the movie's about yeah yeah middleton christmas is um it's a holiday film yeah obviously judging by the name um you know, it's about a, a high schooler named Sam who is, she is coming up on graduation and is trying to figure out like what she wants to do with the rest of her life. Um, you know, it also father, follows her mother, who's the school principal, who um, is kind of struggling financially to keep the arts program in the school afloat. And uh, yeah, there's some twists and turns along the way. Um, I play a character named Lucas. I, I'm Sam's boyfriend in the film um, who has an idea about like what he wants to do that might not necessarily coincide with what Sam has in store for herself. So there's some conflict there. And um, yeah, I think the film, you know, it, I, I think it adds something unique to what people expect from that kind of holiday genre. I, I hope that mm. um, when people watch it, they, they take something away from it that, um, it's a bit it's a bit unique you know we have our own our own take on things how fun was it doing a christmas movie it was it was really fun man i it was funny because i told um my my team you know my my reps that i i wanted to do a holiday film i don't know why i just had like an inkling that um i think because like my family loves holiday films um like my mother loves watching them and things like that and I was like, yeah, I want to, I want to be a part of a project like that. I feel like it'd be really fun. And then just a couple months later, uh, Middleton Christmas came along and I was like, that's perfect. Um, and it was really fun. I, I think it was one of the most like laughter filled sets that I've ever been a part of. We had some really great uh, personalities, really smart people, um, really smart performers working on this film. Um, and my, you know, my co-stars were, were a ton of fun. I, I'm really good friends with them and I'm, I'm really appreciate getting to work on uh, a project with them and, and the people behind the camera. Yeah. It was just, it was just a good time. You know, there was obviously some stresses like uh, working, doing any kind of 
um, film or TV project always comes with stress mm. because it's just a lot of people trying to get this thing done and pursue this like one vision. But overall, um, yeah, it was a great time. So uh, was your audition a self-tape or live for this? Uh, I went in live for this. Um, I went in for uh, casting director, the director, and um, I believe one or two of the producers and uh, did a couple scenes for them, spoke with them. And I mean, it seems like they liked it. So uh, I ended up getting the job, which obviously I'm, I'm appreciative of. Um, shout out to our casting director, Craig, our director, Dale. Uh, they were always great to work with and really understanding when it came to kind of the artistic process. So you mentioned you uh, you play Lucas. Like, how would you describe him? He, um, Lucas is, he's definitely a bit of a kind of a jock character. You know, the, um, the typical, like, high school captain of the um, basketball team, that kind of guy. But he's got hidden depth and, and that's the thing that attracted me to this character was that uh it, it kind of takes the archetype of that high school jock or college jock character and really subtly delves into the motivations um that fuel a person like that and show how they can really change um and go from being maybe not so nice a guy to being uh, somebody who, who does the right thing. Uh, Lucas was a fascinating character to me, and I don't, I don't think I would want to play any other character in the film. Uh, it, it, it really was like Lucas's role that that made the film um, an attractive prospect for me. Yeah. Well, do you have any uh, challenges playing the character? You know, like, uh, did you play sports when you were younger? <laughs> Honestly, that probably is the biggest challenge in that I, I never played sports in school. Um, I, it's funny, I, I oftentimes get cast in um, kind of sporty roles, you know, uh, Lucas is the captain of the base, or, uh, basketball team. In Riverdale, I played Jason Blossom, who was captain of the football team and the water polo team. Yeah. Um, and I never played any sports. I, I don't know what it is about me that makes me appear as this uh, sporty guy, but I was doing, like I said, plays and musicals in school. And so in, in Middleton Christmas, we had some scenes of me playing basketball and, and they actually had a, like a basketball coach on set, like showing me what to do, um, <laughs> which was a, it was a fun experience. I mean, look, I can, I can throw a ball at a hoop. It just won't go in most of the time. Right. right. <laughs> How many did you, uh, was there a lot of bloopers from those? Uh, oh my God. Scenes? <laughs> yeah, I, we had a scene and they were like, they were like, we can, we can just bring this guy in and, and he can shoot it. You know, we'll just get the shot of, the ball going into the hoop. You don't actually have to shoot. And I was like, no, 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 I want to do it. I want to do it. So we had to do like probably like 12 takes of me trying to get <laughs> this ball in. Uh, but we did eventually get it. And I celebrated way more than I probably should have. Um, but yeah. Where was the movie filmed? Uh, it was filmed here in Los Angeles. Uh, it was filmed in Glendale. We shot at a, a school up here um most largely at a school and then there was um some scenes that take place in a hospital so filmed here in LA but yeah it was filmed locally um local talent local crew for the most part um which I appreciate you know it's, it's always fun getting to to travel for work and, and going somewhere to shoot but I also really appreciate just being able to like 
wake up in my own apartment and then drive drive the set. So how long how long um, did it take you to film the movie? It wasn't too long. It was like it was a quick shoot. It was filmed over the course of um, just a few weeks, maybe up, upwards of a month, um, which is a pretty tight schedule for for a whole feature shoot. But uh, we had some really talented people working on it. Um, a great AD who kept us on track. Um, so yeah, we we ended up getting it done. When was this filmed? This was filmed. Oh man, I have to like look at my calendar. It was filmed last year. Uh, I think like mid to late last year, um, within a, about a year for post production. Uh, how can the listeners uh, find the movie? Uh, the film is out now on on demand and Amazon Prime. So you just look up Middleton Christmas. Uh, I believe that's M I D D L E T O N Christmas. And uh, you'll see a big poster with my dumb face on it. And yeah. So I mentioned earlier also, uh, you know, the listeners know you from uh, CW's Riverdale's Jason Blossom. How mm-hmm. crazy was it being part of that world? That is definitely still the craziest um, film experience that I've, I've been a part of, you know. Being part of the Riverdale family means that you... I don't know, you just get thrust into a whole, like a bigger world than, than you're used to, you know. Like I said, I'm, I'm from a small town in Washington. So yeah. being getting to be a part of this project that is so popular with like so many people is really humbling. I mean, I've I've met, you know, dozens and hundreds of, of fans who love, love the show. And um, they're so kind, like, in their regard of, of me and, and my participation and in my partner um, that I, I don't know. I, I honestly can't thank um, the fans and thank Riverdale enough because it's just shown me, um, I don't know, man, it's just been such a great experience and, and getting to work with like, you know, the talented cast and, and we have really talented people working behind the camera, um, our cast and crew. It's just a treat. Anytime I, get to go back and, and film with them is, is really exciting for me. Uh, when you uh, auditioned for uh, for Riverdale, was it for Jason Blossom or was it for another role? No, it was for Jason Blossom originally. Um, yeah. They were looking for somebody who <laughs> looked like Madeline, who plays Cheryl Blossom. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my agents tossed me in and uh, I, <laughs> I guess it they thought it was kind of uncanny. Um you know, I've had fans ask me if like we're actually siblings. We're not, by the way. But um, yeah, you know, it, it just happened to work. I happened to get it. It was a really short notice audition too. I, I had to submit it within, it was a self-tape and I had to submit it within like an hour of receiving it, which is un, unheard of. Like that's such little time to prepare. Um, but I did it and I, I got it and, you know, changed my life. When you, when you booked this role, did you know that your character was dead? Yeah, I, I believe I did. So I read the pilot um, and he, you know, the character dies within the first like five minutes of the show. It's kind of how the show opens. Um, and I remember reading the pilot and thinking like throughout the whole thing, I was like, oh, there's um, there's no way I'm actually dead. You know, shows like this, they always have somebody die. And then it turns out, oh, it was all like this like secret plan and they fake their death. I'm going to just like appear at the end of the episode. Um, but then at the ep- end of the episode, they they find my body <laughs> just like floating in the river. So I'm like, okay, well, no, I'm, I'm actually, I'm dead as a doornail. Um, 
And but you, but but you I, keep I, coming back. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing is that like I was definitely dead, um, and I I didn't expect to have such like a lasting impact on the show. You know, especially in the first season where my character's storyline is is kind of the, the focal point or one of the focal points of the series. Yeah. Um, and then even like from then on, through you know, I've, I've appeared in every season, and uh the the legacy of jason blossom was has been way more lasting than i ever expected um and just once again i'm you know i'm really lucky what do you love about jason i i love how enigmatic of a character jason is you know i i think part of the appeal of him is that you're never really sure where he falls on the scale of of morality you know you hear stories about um how great of a guy he was and then you hear that he was actually secretly terrible but then he has like this this love um that he is pursuing and these children that he's preparing for and he's trying to like build a life for them and i don't know you the thing that really appealed to me about Jason was that like you you learn about him at the same pace as the audience does mm. um, like me as an actor I was constantly like being given new information about who he is and and where he stood um, before he died and like the impact that his death has had on on this city and these people that was the thing that made it so fun to play was that I, I just constantly was was gathering new information and, and getting to learn more about this character that I was portraying. Um, and I was getting to share in that excitement with the audience who was also learning those things at the same time. Mm. So uh, Madeline plays your sister, like, and you, so you filmed a lot of scenes with her, like, how was it working with her? Yeah, Madeline is, uh, she's super professional. Um, really, I, I think she like knows exactly what she's doing. You know, that's, that's something that I really appreciate about working with her is that, um I like it feels to me that she knows exactly how to get the kind of performance that she wants um and that she can feel proud of which is um actually pretty inspiring for me as an actor just just to see um yeah she's really really talented um you know really intelligent about how she approaches her work now um <clears throat> do you have a favorite scene on the show that you've favorite been in? scene that I've been in. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed, there's a scene towards the end of the first season where um, I, as like a zombified version of Jason, like appears beneath Tweetwater River in the water. Um, and I'm reaching out towards Cheryl. That was a really fun scene to shoot and then to like see um in the final product because you know we had to like take scuba lessons to be underwater and we had like oxygen tanks down there so we could like stay and uh i had to like be submer completely submerged in water while wearing this full-on zombie makeup so they had to mm. spray me down with uh like like 10 layers of this glue to just hold the makeup on um that was just like a, it was just a really fun process, like preparing for that scene and then filming it, especially because being underwater, like I couldn't really see anything. Uh, so it was all, it was like a lot of guesswork and a lot of just uh, crossing our fingers and hoping it works. And, and it, it worked. It looked really good. Um, 
coming out on the oh. in the final episode. Do you think we're going to see Jason again? I hope so, man. You know, I think I think there's more to tell with uh, with Jason, um, but you never know. You know, I mean, yeah. like the the Riverdale story writers have tons and tons of ideas. Uh, so we'll see. I'll keep your eye out. You know, I can. I always say I can neither neither confirm nor deny. Um, how, how often do they keep you in the loop? They're you know they're pretty secretive over there. You know, I I didn't like filming the first season. I didn't know who killed me um, until like the final episode or two when it, it was finally revealed. Um, they they played that secret pretty close to the chest, so um, and that, that's just kind of par for the course for them with them. So yeah, I, I'm I'm never really that in the loop about what's going on over in Riverdale. Yeah. They have to keep it tight because they want the listen. They want the the viewers to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, so what's uh what's next for you, man? You know, I uh, I'm just out here, like, kind of just still pursuing. Um, I'm I'm trying to pursue more um, film work right now. I, I like I said, like I've kind of been saying on this podcast, I I love film and um, getting to work on film projects is is always like a treat for me. Um, TV and film they're they're very similar, obviously, but uh, there's there's just a different energy to filming like a television show versus filming a movie, and um, you know I I just love <laughs> making movies, man, and I, I want to keep doing it. Um, you know I have a film project coming up that I'm incredibly excited for, um, for, and I'm really excited for people to hear more about. I can't I can't give any details about it, but that's one I'm I'm really excited for. Uh, it's a really ambitious project. And, uh, you know, and I've been pursuing some, some writing projects, you know, I'm thinking I'm working on maybe making some of my own, telling some of my own stories. So awesome. yeah, we'll see, we'll see where things go with that. Trevor, uh, how can the listeners uh, find you on social media? Yeah, you guys can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Trevor underscore Stein. It's just my name with an underscore in the middle, Trevor underscore S T I N E S. And uh, yeah, f- go ahead and give me a follow. I try to be funny sometimes, and <laughs> you know, maybe that's your thing. <laughs> Trevor, this was fun. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, man, for having me. I had a good time. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast and our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time.